Hello, and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and with me are in the studio are the co-hosts we all love to love, Jeremy Legui and Sean Dunham. Hey. Hi, pals. Hi. As always, we kick the show off with a spoiler, so brace yourselves for this one. They end up together and live happily ever after. What? What movie was that? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought I'd play around with the format a little bit. (laughs) So full disclosure, (laughs) I forgot I was hosting this episode and was sitting here happily listening to the theme song, waiting for Jeremy to stop talking. (laughs) Start talking, I mean. And then was like, oh, oh, I'm in charge. Okay. So So here we are. Welcome to the show where we prepare a lot. Uh, I am so excited for this week's episode, the subject of which is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, my personal title for this episode is Rom-Coms, Too Broken to Love? Question mark. Uh, we are talking about uh, all about romantic movies, what's magical about them, and all of their many, many problems. Uh, I'm sure regular listeners could guess that I have many thoughts and feelings on this subject, but first, I want to hear what the boys think. Rom-coms as a genre, yay or nay? Um, I say tentatively yay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I say huge yay. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, they are they are c- cemented as type. Great. Yeah. And you're into it? Uh, you okay with it? I am I okay with it? Like that's kind of my question is like mm. as a genre. Oh, I I, I see. All right. No, Not I'm, is I'm it a say. genre? Um, <laughs> it is a genre. Okay. Here's this is this is Jeremy's theme of the okay. episode. Okay. I think they're super boring. Okay. And and that's I think if if you can do a, ro- a rom com that I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Good job. More power to you. But they're all the same. Yeah. You've seen one. You've seen them all. You're just re-watching the same. Except this time he's a pilot and she's a stewardess. Except this time he's an artist and she's a sad artist. Except this <laughs> time he's unemployed and she's an alcoholic. We that's you know we need mm-hmm. more variables to change other okay. than just than just the occupations and or city in which they live in. Yeah, I could get behind that. Sean, further thoughts about your tentative yay? Um, honestly, not right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm ready to get, get into it a little bit deeper. Let, let's dig. Sean Dunham, everybody. <laughs> so, Jeremy, is there, no is there a romantic comedy you've seen that you were like, oh, I liked that? Oh, yeah. There's good ones, for sure. Yeah, like what would you say are the best ones? Oh, no, I know what the best one is. What is it? Whoa. It's Love Actually. <gasps> Yeah. Controversial. Controversial. No, it's true. It's the best one. I agree with you with caveats. <gasps> um, I also <laughs> say that I enjoy watching it, but that everyone is mentally disturbed. <laughs> like many of them are mentally in the, disturbed. In the movie? Yes. Oh, that's yeah. fine. That's There's okay. a lot. You know? <laughs> there are certain storylines I love the most, and those remain pretty constant. Like, I love that scene where Emma Thompson cries in her room, too. Um, Joni Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't love that's happening. I get so mad at, um, at Alan Rickman every time. I was about to say at Snape. <laughs> uh, I get so mad at him every time. I don't understand what he's doing. I get real mad at that woman, which, like, hit the, who he has the affair with. That woman is insane. She's so not, slinky for the office. Yeah, yeah, and it's not, you know, it's it's his responsibility more than it is hers. I've learned since the first time I saw that movie that you don't blame the extramarital figure 
as much as you should blame the person in the marriage. Oh, but I, th- I think you can spread the fault around in this case. Also, but, her uh, room does not look like a real person's room. <laughs> That's a very significant piece of this film. Um, yeah, Colin Firth with his... Oh, beautiful his, Portuguese. Who he has not... He doesn't understand a word she says. She, mm-hmm. kn- she him. It, transcend, it transcends language. Yeah, it's love, dude. I don't get it. I like it. Oh. Um, Liam Neeson's stepson, yeah. who is not sad that his mom is dead no. but is sad that um his very this talented like tween that at school <laughs> doesn't know he exists but actually is really into him i would i would watch the west bank version of that storyline mm. i th- i th- i thought it was really good interesting yeah yeah i'd watch it i'd watch an elongated it'd have to be liam neeson of course and maybe at the end He's got a he picks up the cell skills, phone. But, uh, <laughs> that could be a bonus thing after the credits roll at the Broadway show. There's like one of the things I love about that movie um, is just there are certain moments that like every time are just like a perfect ten out of ten for me. Like there's that moment when uh, the American president, played by Billy Bob Thornton, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. is visiting <laughs> England and is such. A word that he's I can't so say American. on the radio. He's he's super American. <laughs> like it's just like he's the stand-in for the relationship between America and Britain mm-hmm. in so many ways. And then there's this woman who works in Ten Downing Street, who Hugh Laurie, who's the Prime Minister, is in love with. Not Hugh Laurie. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Hugh Grant. <laughs> I wish I would Hugh love Laurie. that though. <laughs> that was a really funny. <laughs> uh, my brain apparently wants that. But Hugh Grant is like his usual like awkward, charming self about it. But like can't be in love with her because she's a staffer. And then of course Billy Bob Thornton comes in and is just all hands and creepy. Well, she's very. It's very Monica. She's lovely. And then he's just like, "Ooh, that's a real piece," or something like that. And then uh, Hugh Grant goes, "Yeah, she's great at her job," <laughs> and just like um, it just is iconic. Um, also that everyone in that movie is like, she's got crazy thunder thighs. Yeah. Like, everyone is like, whoa, Her butt is huge. Whoa, 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 They bring up her huge butt, like, four times. They bring it up times. Lot, but I, I don't, I, I didn't really notice it. I was like, what, like is, what is going on here? She, yeah, like, she's a traditionally built woman, as my dad would perhaps say. <laughs> traditionally built. Yeah. Uh, she's got an old country bod in some ways, but... She's so beautiful. Old country bond. Anyway, uh, love, actually love actually also has because rom coms always have the moments, mm-hmm. right? They, yeah. they got the big moments, and akin to John Cusack holding up the boombox, mm-hmm. Love Actually has the the, the caroling boombox with all the cards. Oh, that's the worst storyline, I would say. Is it really? Yes. Okay. I, because I, I, I could take her to leave it, but it's got the moment, yes. right? Like it's the. For me, it really perfectly encapsulates this very early 2000s ethos of like a man who's in love with a woman is entitled to our sadness if she doesn't love him back even if he's never expressed it or done anything to earn it they're they're in a good well yeah because she's like very magnanimous about the whole thing but like He's in yeah. love with her. He never says a word about it. He acts like she awkwardly watches that. Yeah, she accidentally video, watches a video like, that he's Whoa. filmed. And that was the creepiest yeah. thing ever. Yeah, it's creepy, and it's just this no thing pass where on like video. no, <laughs> and it's this thing where he's like pining for her, and so we're supposed to be so sad for him because she marries his best friend, but like, but it's he's very, never spoken two words. But to it's her. a very British thing to not emote. Yeah. Um, but it's just right? this, and I don't know. people that do cue card things, yeah. cue card shticks. There's so many cue card shticks in rom coms. I thought you yeah. guys would be all over this. God, I am. Yeah, you're off base. Oh, God, 
Am I out of touch? Even with the, no. The, the no. people several years younger and older than me. No. <laughs> um, as I said, uh, with all of this, I still yeah. watch it. Every, Every year. year. <laughs> My mom, Dawn will be listening to this later, and she'll be going, oh, I love Hugh Grant. She says that every time well, we watch it. And of, Bill Nighy. Wife of the show, Ellen Legui, huge fan. Uh, the one who made me, who makes me watch it every as, every year. As is her right yeah. and correct. Right and duty, perhaps. Yeah. Good know. job, Ellen. Way to be. <laughs> yeah, I love romantic comedies. Um, I've watched many, 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 many of them. <laughs> and actually, that thing you just said about moments is mm-hmm. is a very interesting point, Jeremy, because I'm a sucker for a moment. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably partly what I love about them. Well, if, if you can have a good moment, I don't think you have to do the rest of the movie well. Like, that's say anything. So true. Say anything is an okay movie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It was early, so you know, there's some stuff going on there. But, like... The boombox moment oh, is huge. Yeah. Everyone can see a silhouette of that and be like, oh, that's that movie, and not know what the movie's about. Exactly. Yeah. Including myself. I was, I was <laughs> oh, it's it. really good, actually. I mean, yeah, again, some of that same problematic stuff yeah. where he just expects to. But again, early early on yeah, in, in what a lot of, of this stuff moment. is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, does the boombox transcend time and space? If nobody knew about it, and I, you know, went to go woo somebody, mm-hmm. and I held a boombox outside of their window. They'd be like, hey, psycho, uh, <laughs> people are living on the street. Yeah. How about just But maybe I don't care me. about that. Maybe I don't care. How about let's talk instead? <laughs> maybe instead of saying anything, I'll just say nothing and hold <laughs> up a boombox. No, you're not allowed you to just me? say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel to say anything, say don't nothing. say anything. Yeah. I feel like... For a very long time, like basically since film became a thing, mm-hmm. until I think probably about the early 2000s, late 90s, there were like romantic comedies were everywhere all the time. They were like constantly being churned out. A lot of them got critical acclaim. Like there was a period where you would see a lot of romantic movies winning an Oscar, uh, like for Best Picture, and we haven't really seen that in the teens, the 2000 teens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they've kind of gone out of fashion. Why Why do you think that is? Um, I don't think that the rom-com is dead, but I think it just sort of changed its name. To, mm. And because, uh, like, there's still, it. Um, you know, it's just now it's on in, like, in indie movies or it's on streaming services. It's not getting that, like, budget to go to theaters. Mm-hmm. I guess every once in a while there's, like, um, The Big Sick or, like, Mm-hmm. train wreck and stuff like that but yeah they're not they're just not doing like they used to pump them out all the time mm-hmm. i feel like they overdid it and realized you had to you had to dial back but much like you know the unnecessary items at a gas station you need a certain amount every year to keep things mm-hmm. flowing properly so like i can't remember the last time aside from the big sick which i want to talk about mm-hmm. that i saw a, a romantic comedy in theaters. Well, they in tried the last several years and was like gagged for it. They tried to do because um, they were like, "Oh, sequels are a thing. People go to sequels." Mm-hmm. So remember when they tried to do like um, a big fat Greek wedding too, yes. or like mm-hmm. Bridget Jones's Baby? Yeah, <laughs> and they were just like disasters. I went. I actually went to my big fat Greek wedding too, and it was. <laughs> I did too. So. <laughs> exhausting. I wanted it. I wanted it to do well. I know, just to see. 
what Nia Vardalos get hit in the head with a volleyball. I know. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I love her though. She's. I still find her very likable. She was fine. The, gr- the it was mostly like her parents. Yeah. Yeah. And the mom being like, "I'm a hippie." Yeah. It was a bit. I think it was uh, some of it was a bit dated, with the like, you have to get married. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she. She's always okay. And then there was a show of it as well, wasn't there? Ooh, like Big right. Fat Greek Life or something. Was it, it was, on CBC? It was bad. CBC. I it was a bad show. It would. <laughs> I don't know. I think they'll try anything on. But uh, they'll say anything. After the success of my Big Fat Greek Wedding, she did another movie called Connie and Carla. Which is mm-hmm. awesome. It's so good. And I wonder why that trajectory got cut off. Because mm-hmm. it, David Duchovny is in that as well, isn't he? And, um... Oh, so many good people. Uh, Tony Collette is, oh, yes. her, is like the other one. Oh, I'll watch Tony or Carla. and anything. Um, <laughs> for people anything. listening, that plot is two women are like hiding or something, and yeah. they hide out in a drag club pretending to be drag queens, but they pref- they sing live because they're like show gals, and it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's great. Sean and I are actually going to mount it as a stage show. I would love to mount it. (laughs) Despite the fact that I cannot sing, (laughs) as previously evident. Um, I would like to talk about a little film called How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yes, please. Because it's like another one of those ones that I think is on the tip of everyone's, like, when you're talking about Mm rom-coms, that's what it was. So I was like, I'm going to rewatch this again. Oh, yeah. And it was a real rough go on the rewatch. <laughs> yeah, it, it, looked, it is very of its time. Well, because yeah, it, it looks nothing happens in that movie. It might have been because I watched on my friends like new smart TV, but it looked terrible. Mm. Like it looked like a YTV commercial or something. And um, for people that haven't seen it, uh, Kate Hudson is given an assignment to um, turn a man off in ten days, or like commit all the relationship faults that women do. And uh, Matthew McConaughey is simultaneously given a test to make a woman fall in love with him to get an ad account. And so <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. So Trust yourselves. The, <laughs> so there's like yeah. several people embroiled in this unconscionable scheme, like 12 employees. Um, and Kate is just doing this job uh, so she can write about real issues that she feels strongly about. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, War and <laughs> blah blah blah, and she. That's <laughs> such a good Hudson impression. God. Thank you. That's my Hudson. It's more of a Goldie Hawn, but and <laughs> I'm a, I, I've got a great Goldie Hawn. And um, also, Kate Hudson is 24, and she's like always like, "I have a master's in journalism. Yeah. What am I doing here?" And anyway, eventually they fall in love. Then they, the classic formula is they find out each other's secrets have a falling out and then eventually get back together mm-hmm. isn't it isn't the falling out done through song <clears throat> oh Lover yeah there's, an, there's a meltdown yeah i think you're maybe, so vain rendition yes, that's, that's maybe right. that one's that's the yeah the breakup moment and then the meetup moment is like in traffic yeah <laughs> um, it's very is it set in new york yeah it is it's one of those movies where it's like we're in a big city and it reminds you of that Oh. Yeah, they're always because she's like a guy's gal, yeah, oh, and yeah. so they're always going to like Nick's games. But she is like torturing him in the most embarrassing ways that I could barely watch yeah. anymore. I've, I thought they were hilarious when I was a kid, <laughs> but now I'm like, 
Why are his friends like, oh, God, it's the worst. Yeah. No, they, it was not a good movie. Not, and not a lot went down. A it, lot of rule, laws were broken. Her friend, like, poses as their therapist. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's deeply unethical, if not outright fraud. <laughs> in wrong in in con circles. And yeah. he, like, jokingly is like, when he finds out, he's like, I want my money back. But he should have been like, I'm suing you. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, Medical I'm board. coming after you with all yeah. the lobby. These are all things I'm okay with. Yeah. If I'm Matthew McConaughey in yeah. How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Also, that there was a time when he was so widely likable, and and we were just like, yeah, he's great. I have no criticism. You don't like Matthew McConaughey? Uh, well, I mean, he's that. He's kind of that quintessential like smooth. I f- I feel like he's as of late has been doing a lot of really cool. Yeah, he he did, he's in a reconnaissance, he as my friend once <laughs> described it. What? A reconnaissance. Oh, yeah. Which I like. That's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah. Just to remind you of where you're listening mm-hmm. and what you're listening to. Sonia's better at this where? than we are. We are talking movies here on Spoiler Alert uh, on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Mm-hmm. And that is your quarterly plug. <laughs> um... Okay, so you kind of touched on something here, Sean, and I'm gonna go on a small monologue, and then because I because I just can't not do it, mm-hmm. and then and then we're gonna come back to it. It's related to what you just said. So, I feel like the romance plot as a thing has a very long and contradictory history of both challenging and upholding these power structures and social constructs. So, like gender roles, marriage. Um, I'm thinking kind of specifically of Shakespeare's comedies when I talk about this stuff. So by definition, the comedies end with someone being married, at least one, often multiple couples. Um, and often there's characters that are like pushing the boundaries. You know, you got cross-dressing, you have people sort of like speaking truth to power, but that marriage plot is kind of a way, was a way for him. And I feel it's kind of the same thing with many romance films, um, to tidily kind of tie it up and re-emphasize those hierarchies and structures. So something like marriage and sort of everything is, is resolved and smooth. So I feel like that's kind of something that happens with, um, with rom-coms as well. So one of the things that I think they suffer from is that they are very much uh, operating in that tradition of reminding us what our societal thing- societally sanctioned roles are. So something like that, like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, is all about the conceptions that we have of like women and what is wrong with them and men and what is wrong with them in relationships. And I think that just like the when you look at sort of the body of mainstream romantic comedies, they're all straight. They're almost all white, and there's sort of this like subgenre of black romance films, which are only marketed to black people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like even when you have like a character who is a brilliant, has a master's in journalism, is like striving for her career, at the end the focus is still on that societally sanctioned man and woman romantic relationship. And that's one of the things that, for me, is a conflict in my love for these movies, is we always get back to this message of, this is your purpose, and also because they're so heavily marketed at women, it's hard not to feel like that's you getting that message as a woman. Mm -hmm. Even like Harry Met Sally, when the whole thing is like, Mm -hmm. we're not going to get together. And then at the end, they do. 
It was very surprising. Yeah. Or even like their Spoiler. character flaws in that film. <laughs> yeah, I spoiled it at the beginning. <laughs> End up happy. Even like their character flaws in that film is like, he can't commit. He's kind of shallow. She's like high maintenance and annoying and she talks to She much. yells in restaurants. Yeah. And it's just, I feel like a lot of the times when you're watching a rom-com, you can't escape some of these narratives. And I think that's one of the things, especially in these in this woke era that they are held back by. Discuss. <laughs> Maybe. I do think a lot of people find a comfort to mm-hmm. all, to just, like, to having a finite end. Like, you want to see everyone walk off into the sunset together, and you don't really care that, like, what happens in the morning when the sun rises, mm-hmm. and that relationships are actually, like, an ongoing mm-hmm. series of, like, uh, upkeep, and it's not just, a, like, oh, we finished, and now we completed it. Yeah. I I wonder cuz I don't know that all of a lot of them do end with the whole marriage thing. Right? That does happen a lot. Right. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But uh especially in the 90s I have a feeling that that's mm-hmm. true. But um Richard Gere. Um, <laughs> oh, he's always getting married. You know and they try and run away. <laughs> <laughs> He'll chase them um, around. But I I wonder cuz you do make valid points, but I wonder if it's more about this p- you know, perpetuation of this sort of same movie. Yeah. You know, is is it about, you know, I always come back to, like, these people are greedy, and that's sort of my... Mm-hmm. But, it's you know... It's a capitalist it, it worked before. It'll work again. Let's just swap out whatever other person for... And put them with Richard Gere to yeah. keep this train, this train rolling. And I wonder if now... Because I think of a movie... Uh, this I I can't remember this is so bad. What's the we just talked about it on our first show. The Oscar movie Say My Name. What is it? Call Me By Your Call Name. Me. A very serious <laughs> movie. Destiny's yeah. Child inspired <laughs> film. I don't get that reference that well, so uh, <laughs> anyway. Jeremy. We'll send you a link. But what I <laughs> but what I'm getting at is that's a very serious movie yeah. which has kind of got a very similar plot to some of these other movies, just without the calm part. So is it, you know, are we getting into a space where these, you know, edgy things are okay? Mm. You know, where we do have, I don't know, a gay rom-com. Yeah. I would watch that. That sounds cool. There is, like, well, there is, like, Love, Simon out right now, which yeah. I have not seen. But, um... It's in my notes. Oh. Ooh. Um, but I have a feeling it's not going to be great. <laughs> I heard it was good. I'm, I think we should go see it. Just that um, all of the movies out right now are utter trash. Yeah. There's nothing out right now. Well, because after, nothing great this now. is like the dump, like the studio dump yeah. time. Yeah. After Where they're season. like, this is not going to work. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one this weekend, which I'll talk about. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Oh. That is yeah, hard okay, to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rom-coms are different now because, yeah people know that are like are trying to change that structure and so mm-hmm. are showing the like the darkness as opposed to like mm-hmm. to relationships and it's people are i think finding it obviously harder or it's more of a slog than just like watching the lightest froth mm-hmm. and leaving just like with a smile on your face yeah um did you guys see the movie the breakup with Vince Vaughn and I think Jennifer Aniston. No, it's on my list. Um, really? It's, it's, yeah. uh, I'll neither, watch every rom-com. That's uh, the thing. N- neither of you have seen it? No. Um, no. It's They do something that's weird, and they, they kind of talked about it. Like, this was back when my mom watched Entertainment Tonight. Hi, Mom. Um, 
with Mary. Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, but uh, they had like Vince Vaughn on, and he said it's interesting because there's not a lot of movies about this part of the relationship, right? It just doesn't happen that often. But in the movie, the things that cause the breakup oh. are awful. Like they have to like. I have seen that. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh. Erase that off your list. Sorry, I just fully interrupted you because <laughs> no, I realized okay. that's good. Why but uh, like, there's like cheating, yeah. and like they're fighting over an apartment, and there's family stuff that goes bad, and there's like an initial is- incident that's not good. Like it's it's all like really, really, really bad stuff. Yeah, that, stuff gets violent. Yeah, that <laughs> would and not actually violent, does it? I mean, there's a fist fight, not between them. Right, but, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Addison is fighting. She just jumps is, off a couch and onto Vince Vaughn's face. Is there any other breakup like an movie? Badge, is right? there any other one at all? Yes. What? Um, War of the Roses. <laughs> 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 I remember watching that when I was a kid because I love Kathleen it. Turner and oh. was like, whoa, this is dark. Yeah. <laughs> it was not appropriate for me to watch. Um, there's this great film called Celeste and Jesse Forever which is, I don't know who the director is, and I wish I did right now. Um, it features Rashida Jones, my queen, and um, <laughs> darn it. Oh, Ad- Andy Adam Sandberg. Sandberg yeah. Andy Sandberg. Adi- <laughs> Adam Sandberg. Adam Sandberg. <laughs> and it's basically about them breaking up. They've been together for like five years, and they're then they're in this really messy mm. uh, in-between space where they're like broken up, but they're not. Um, and it it's but it's so sad and so but so interesting. But it's are, really good. Is a movie like Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Is that a breakup movie? Or I would not? say so. But it's it's also it's tied in with a it, it's it starts as a breakup movie yeah. but then ends as a rom com. Yeah, you're right. Is that also Rashida? I Jones? feel like that's often. Uh, yeah. No, it's Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. But and, and Mila oh, Kunis. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Mm-hmm. Who speaks like eight languages or something? <gasps> I don't I know where right. I read. Yeah, because she's she was born in Russia. That's true. So she mm-hmm. speaks. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I feel like that's often though the impetus for the romance plot in a rom com mm. is someone gets dumped brutally <laughs> and they're in a bad place, and, and then it's like their them. redemption arc and they are saved. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what I'm talking about too. Is like it's this validation of you're only doing it right when you're it's in a romantic relationship but yeah. isn't it, and is, finding true love. Isn't it supposed to be a validation of love, though? Well, yeah, but I'm sort Like, I know it, I sound cynical, mm-hmm. but it's a validation of this very specific monogamous committed love, which I get for most people is their definition of love, but it's also a very narrow one. And it's a very narrow definition of how you commit to one another and the sacrifices you make of other things in your life. And that being like the prime directive of your role is to find your one singular person. And then it erases all the other problems. But if that's not illustrated in a movie, is it a rom-com anymore? Or is it just a com? No, it's a rom-com. There's there's a love interest in like literally every movie. I know. And I don't think it has to be all or nothing Mm -hmm. is the thing. It's just for me, it's the, ooh, big word alert, hegemony. Of that narrative, and the fact that that is the only way that we're presented as success, mm. and the all-encompassing—just hit my mic because I was talking with my hands—the all-encompassing nature of that. Well, what about like uh, the Graduate, where maybe it doesn't end so well? 
Yeah, you know, exactly. This big, huge, when romantic they, gesture. They're like, the movie should have ended when we ran out, but now we're just sitting on the bus and we're like, no. What, what have we done? Yeah. yeah. And that's one that I love. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. a great example um, because it leaves you with that feeling of malaise of like oh maybe this isn't i know i get very expansive when i talk about rom-coms well i think that we should all stew on this for a moment yeah Mm. we got we got into that pretty hard yeah and we're excited to get back into it but first we need to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors and uh we'll be back in a quick minute here on uh, 91.3 fm cjtr regina community radio welcome back to spoiler alert did you have a nice break? Did you like that great messaging from our station and our sponsor? I feel quite rested. Yeah, me too. I'm uh, ready to get back at exhausted. this. Great movie chat. But first, we have a very exciting weekly segment. <gasps> the game. Game yeah. time, y'all. Game time. For those who don't know, it's your first time listening. The game is where I spend all week pouring over movies <laughs> to try and find a title that these two haven't seen. <laughs> I've seen so many movies. <laughs> and then I tell them the title, and they tell me what they think the movie's about, and then I reveal all, and every single person in this room wins. Today's pick, brought to us by a friend of the show, mentored to the show, Gerald Saul. Hmm. The film is True Romance. Sonia? True Romance is one young bisexual woman's journey oh. and her love affair for pizza. <laughs> Wait, is that her bisexuality? True... No, that's just <laughs> that's secondary. Oh, okay. It's important to her. Um, also, she has bangs, and her name is Tanya. <laughs> just Wait, I Tanya? And she loves pizza, and it, it's about her true romance with pizza. Oh, wow. Really disrupting does the, the p- aforementioned Does Germany. the pizza like, become alive at all, or oh. is it just regular old? Just pizza. Mystic nice. pizza? Nope. Oh, <laughs> Not cosmic pizza either, for those of you thinking that out there. Timely. Sean. Sean. <laughs> um, I think, I believe it's a film about a woman who loves true romance novels oh, wow. and one day is all of a sudden absorbed into one of her novels <gasps> and into one of the stories. And, um, and I, I think I'm very into this film. I have some good news for you. What? It kind of exists. What is it? It's the called, Page Master. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. the actress Macaulay Culkin. It's, it's the Page Master meets Austin Land. It's called Into Austin. <laughs> it's actually a miniseries that the BBC made about a woman who goes into Pride and Prejudice. It oh is, my God, Mom, are you writing this down? So good. It's so good. Okay. Well. Anyway. All right. What is it? True Romance. A Tony Scott-directed film written by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, <laughs> 1993. Stars Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette. As uh, He is a Elvis Presley fanatic, and she is a call girl. That's what it says in the description. Classic. Sex worker. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the word pimp appears in the... Oh, boy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they... Uh, it's well it's a, it's a Tarantino so they get together they fall in air quotes love Christopher Walken's after them Uh-oh. uh I think Dennis Hopper's in there too oh, no. chaos ensues bullets 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 blood bullets fly check it out uh Patricia dies <laughs> I think I was closer <laughs> Just my virtue. <laughs> no magic. Yeah. Well, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, that was the game on spoiler alert presented by the Look and Listen Lottery. 
CJTR's Look and Listen Lottery is on right now. You can go to San Francisco, New York, Quebec City, or Charlottetown, PEI. Flight, accommodations, $500 spending cash. Second prize, $1,000 travel voucher. Third prize, Regina Folk Festival Experience. Lottery tickets are $20 each. There's only 1,200 tickets available. Somebody in the hall told me that there's only seven left. Seven? No, that's not true at all. Oh. I'm just trying to create some, some drama. Um, I, think that's just, <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> but uh, you can go to cjtr.ca slash donate to buy your tickets, or you can find someone at the station to sell you one, or you can come on down to the station and pick up the 10 that you need to win that sweet, sweet grand prize. Woo. Woo. Well done, Jeremy. Thank you. Well Thank said. you for telling us about this important. It's our sponsor. Event. It's our sponsor for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, okay, so let's let's get right back into it. Mm-hmm. We uh, we it was getting heated in here Oof. before the before the break. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Steamy. <laughs> talk about romance. Um, I would like to take a quick second to talk yeah. about a my favorite rom com of all time, okay. which all, might be also be. My favorite movie of all time. Whoa. Were I to choose one. Oh. It's a little movie called You've Got Mail. (laughs) It is perfection. Picture this. New York City. Tom Hanks. We don't have to go far. All the good stories. The internet's just been invented. Wearing many large beige cardigans and practical high-waisted pants. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Have you heard before, a uh, friend of the show, Claire McCashin, realized that she has based her life as being Meg Ryan yep. uh, because she, at one point in time, was wearing many oversized sweaters, which she loves, comfy ones. Yeah. She, she worked a in sassy a sassy short haircut. She worked in a, like, used book uh, store. Mm-hmm. She didn't have an online romance. Through <laughs> <laughs> AOL? No, her, her AOL name <laughs> is not. Hanks. Shop girl. Shop girl. They had to keep buying those CDs to stay online. Yeah. This is all a big, a big, uh, you know, they're just, it's just AOL trying to sell more CDs. You've got mail. <laughs> but it's so good, you guys. Like, it has all of the problems I was talking about before. Um, the only black person in sight is uh, Dave Chappelle, who plays, <laughs> who plays Tom Hanks' best friend, who's just there to like give him advice and support him. I literally don't remember him at all. He's actually really funny. It is the thing. Like it's 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 Nora Ephron. She wrote it. Mm-hmm. Who again? My queen. I know that's a common refrain. I have many. <laughs> it's, if my life is, is a matriarchy. It's a castle full. Um, but like, so you, I mean, you can count on the writing being at least very technically proficient mm-hmm. um but basically she runs a, a a small children's bookstore that she inherited from her mother uh tom hanks is the evil well not really evil but capitalistic owner of basically basically chapters like it's called fox books right and it opens up around the corner and basically puts her store out of business but her store called the shop around the corner it's called the it's uh, i think is it called that i think it is it's it might long. be called the shop around the corner, because that's <laughs> okay. So it's help. a remake. It's actually a remake of a remake. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, you'll be very happy to find that out. That um, like and the originals were called Little Shop Around the Corner, so I think that's partly why. Oh, yeah. Was it a letter writing campaign? Like, yeah, uh, I forget exactly how it works. It's um, 
what's his name? Jojo's Petals. Um, <laughs> like Chris, like Chris, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Um, Jimmy oh, Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I did not that's know where you were going favorite, there. That's just my favorite part of uh, It's a Wonderful Life, when he like reaches into his pocket and he's like, Jojo's Petals. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. That's my very bad Jimmy Good Stewart impression. impression. Um, anyway, it just is so sweet, and I love... I love the like falling in love with someone for their mind through an exchange of letters. That really appeals to the romantic in me. It's very, it is very funny. It's interesting because at a time when online dating, everyone mm-hmm. was like the butt of every joke. Yeah. To have the two, like two very hot people cruising over thirty chat rooms and like finding a connection. Yeah, it's very interesting. Even though I judged them harshly when I was a kid. I was <laughs> Did like, you? Yeah. I think that the internet looks wrong in that movie, and mm-hmm. I think that was my biggest takeaway. I, like, oh, this isn't funny. how it is. I, but I think that's how it, how it was. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think that's true at all. I wouldn't know. I'll, I'll look. Do you guys think I'll the technology in general in rom coms is? lacking is that why they're not doing them anymore really because <laughs> like, they do put a wrench in things because technology like everything is like misconnections mm-hmm. and like miscommunication miscommunications where all of it could be solved with like oh, i looked him up on facebook or i called him with my cell mm-hmm. I f- but i feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of juice there right yeah. you know where you you could have a movie about like they could be a tinder internet dates oh. i feel like i've seen movies like that a tinder do rom-com better. yeah what was that um that actually, one of the things I wanted to talk about in that vein of like the way people are making the the direction that I think rom coms might be moving in mm-hmm. that I'm very happy to see. Um, it was actually a Netflix original movie um, created by Jessica Williams, who um, used to work on The Daily Show. Uh, she hosts a podcast that's really great called Two Dope Queens. Um, she's a writer. She's a comedian. Um, and she create, She wrote and, and directed and starred in this movie called The Incredible Jessica James, um, which is so good. And uh, I think it's Chris O'Dowd, maybe? Really? It's him or someone... Else. It's someone of his age, sort of, who's older than her. Um, but it is a very... Um, contemporary feeling romantic comedy that is that I think does a really good job of making the whole thing not just about their romantic connection mm-hmm. and giving her this sort of fully fleshed out individuality. But there is some, there is like texting and stuff in that movie, and I feel like it feels a little they, bit more they, authentic. They do the texting a lot more, where it like mm-hmm. pops up on screen, on the screen, like, like little, a giant bu- little yeah. bubbles. They did that in House of Cards, yeah. and I was like, mm-hmm. "This is a way to finally figure this out." I think a lot it of, works. A lot of things do it, though. It's it's not yeah. it's not new. And it'll do the little sound. Um, there's I have to, I have to bring this up. I have to we, we, uh-huh. the, the 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 film student in me cannot do a full episode without bringing up two movies. Okay. And th- like this is so this is on the fringe here, and it's Chasing Amy and Eternal Sunshine. Both great. And I I are they rom coms? Yish. Yish? <laughs> I was going to say yes, and then I changed it to ish. Um, because if I had to say a favorite, <laughs> mm-hmm. it would probably be one of the two. I would say that I don't come out of Eternal Sunshine it's necessarily love, believing though. in the power of love. But that's what it's, it's, still, a, it's still about. Yeah. Love. I think it's a subgenre a- of like. Jim Carrey quote unquote rom-coms. indie, quote unquote <laughs> indie, like. Um, manic pixie dream. Girl I was gonna films. say once a once a MP 
DG is thrown in the mix. Um, Are you familiar with this term, Jeremy? No. She's just like a magical, sprite, like, Mm -hmm. whimsical person that is just like, comes out of nowhere and like, fixes someone's life. Yeah, she only exists to like, fulfill and bring joy to the male character who's having a struggle. Who is the, who is, like, think of like, Eternal Sunshine. How so? Just the, or like, and they're they're idolized, the way they're idolized. Okay, so think of like, Garden State. Mm-hmm. Think of, just pops up and she's like, "Listen to the shins. Yeah. I'm really hot. Exactly. I'm you. Or 500 Days of Summer. Mm-hmm. Zoe Deschanel is often, I feel, uh, typecast just as an the, M- yeah. what is it? MPDG. <laughs> so it's like uh, it's often a girl with bangs. It's often a girl who has uh, <laughs> a ukulele, ukulele, <laughs> and a sort of like vintage aesthetic. She often listens to the Smiths. You're just um, describing Zoe Deschanel. You're right in this I, case. Yeah, like right. that's the thing. Um, but yeah, she, oh, I, she has big glasses. I don't Again. get that. I don't get that from Eternal Sunshine at all. Well, okay, that's maybe a contested. Okay, one. all right. But even you know the way he just just the way the woman is the catalyst for change, change in a man's yeah. life, and he the way he obsesses over her. But he okay. Also, eh. the quirky name is a what's her name? Clementine. Okay, that's pretty quirky, oh. but yeah. But he's trying to get rid of her. Well, <laughs> but he's trying to get rid of her because he's so obsessed with her. Maybe. And that's one where, like, that, I would say that's an example of, like, when a manic pixie dream girl leaves you, <laughs> a la 500 Days of Summer, kind of. More Just a like manic a depressive dream girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a complicated thing. Okay. But I do think that that is, like, I would, I would qualify that as, like, a, oh, I got this, mm-hmm. a rom-drom. Whoa! Or did you, a, a did you coin rom drum? I'm sure I didn't. Rom drum com. Rom drum. Because <laughs> you know, there's like a dramedy. It's a romantic dramedy. It's. I hate that word. Do you? Well, yeah. So it's romantic. Oh, that's a good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Ellen. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I'm sure you're very good what at a, being romantic. I'm, I'm, what a cross no. to bear. What a cross to bear. Um. Um. I watched. A, one a romantic comedy last night that Netflix suggested to me, Tell me. starring Diane Lane called Under the Tuscan Sun. Under the Tuscan Sun is iconic. It is ridiculous. Um, it is so Diane Lane divorces her husband and impulsively buys an Italian fixer upper villa. And <laughs> an um, affordable fixer upper. Yeah, it sounds like totally. I don't know how she has this money. Literally, the first half is her being like, I have no money. And then she buys the most money house <laughs> and um uh the rest of the film is basically home repair montages and like italian love shenanigans um does she, she fall in love with the house she falls in love with the house she falls in love with the village she falls in love with italian. 40 italian men yeah. um sandra O oh plays her pregnant lesbian best friend um who her partner brings up with her as well so she pregnant moves to italy with her and then has to carry a fake baby for like half the film as well, um, and it's it's funny because Diane Lane is such a drip, but men are like falling over themselves. Like every, I couldn't figure out who the love interest was going to be because every time someone looks at her, they like their jaw drops or like lick their lips, and she just like l- claps and laughs, laughs, and <laughs> she's very well lit the whole movie. She's very well like lit. every time they turn around and look at her, you're like, oh, that you're light, like, wow, 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 <laughs> she's glowing. It's that Tuscan sun. It is. But also every time you look at her, she like screams and like falls down a hill, yeah. or like screams it's and that, falls out a window. Or <laughs> yeah, it's that. Um, what's that word I'm looking for? 
it's just, trope. Yeah. Kind of like clumsy girl. Clumsy, attractive woman. Um, there's also another character in it who's uh, her like guiding light for like loving Italy. Who's just this woman that wears like huge hats, and every time you see her, she's like eating, gobbling down ice cream, or holding a bird to her face, or just like enjoying <laughs> it's, life, it's me. <laughs> like dancing in fountains. <laughs> it's me. It is ridiculous, but I also did enjoy it. <laughs> um, I can't believe we've gotten this far into a rom com episode without talking about Julia Roberts. We well, we know we mentioned Richard Gere earlier. So. Yeah, but that's <laughs> I go hand to hand. Listen, she's her own woman. Notting Hill, I think, is a good. Yeah, Example of a, of a great rom com. Is it um, Grant. is it Sheriff of Nottingham mm-hmm. related? Yep. Robin Hood's stuff. It's, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, she again, play Robin Hood. Again, a bookstore owner. Um, oh, Hugh books Grant, are romantic. Hugh Grant owns a bookstore though, and she's a very famous actress. And then they fall in love, and he's like awkward and British. Um, here's a question for you guys: If you were a rom com heroine or hero, what would your what would your rom com job be? Because you know how they're always like an architect or mm. a journalist, but they're actually yeah. not good at their job at all. No, it it is like it's a high powered job yeah. usually that doesn't it's leave cool. time for yeah. love. And Are, it's like something kind yet of yeah, it leaves a ton of time for love. Yeah, like yet they're so never much. at their job. I think I would be like a um, like a documentarian photographer for oh. National Geographic or something. Where are the people there? What? <laughs> <laughs> where, do you meet, where do you meet your people? I mean, check this out. All over the world. Cake, cake decorator by day. Yes. Car thief by night. Oh, oh that's... Yeah. Yeah. Money on the side. Steaks. <laughs> that's, that brings I'm, some steaks I'm, to the I'm movie. so busy. I got to get these cars and these cakes done. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. And Baker she was a manic pixie who was asleep in the back of her car. <laughs> when you saw it. Yeah. And then she wakes up hair frizzy. Being like, yeah. Covered What's in cakes. happening? She's like, I'm so bad at doing my taxes. And he's like, oh, that just makes me love you so much more. I'm free all day because I stay up so early to bake, but go, stay up so late to steal cars. Yeah, just don't sleep. Early to bake. Sean? Um. Oh God, tough question. Actually, what? What's yours? Oh, I'm. I didn't. I just say. I don't know. What did you say? <laughs> Photographer for National Geographic. Oh God, that's uh, from uh, Bridges, Madison County. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, but then you have to leave your person mm-hmm. all the time. Steaks. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying, saying steaks. You don't have to answer. You're a steak salesman. You're a butcher. Maybe like You're a butcher. butcher. Yeah. I was just, I was just thinking. Artisan butcher. Um, because then you can just like filmically see me wrapping up meat and like yeah, brown paper. Blood. There's a lot of blood, but it's just romantic. taking out your fr- I'm like it's lovingly, and I like tie it with twine. And I feel like it could be a very twee aesthetic. It's also. like chocolat, but like with, <gasps> with chocolat is such a with good flesh one. and meat. That's the thing. This hour, this episode could be six <laughs> hours long, and just every time you guys bring up a movie, I'll go, Oh, I oh, love, I love that one. <laughs> Even though I'm like, they're too white, they're too straight, <laughs> they uphold marriage as our ultimate thing but i love that i only remember from chocolat judy dench being a grouch <laughs> and just being like your cinnamon's gone rancid <laughs> i love the things you take away from movies. i know i literally remember one day. i have also not seen it well that doesn't surprise me <laughs> i'm not gonna shame you in the for pre not in the pre-ellen days it was all John Carpenter and uh, Nicolas Cage, as we've discussed previously. Hey, he's done a rom-com or two. Probably. John Carpenter. (laughs) When you make 18 films a year, it's hard not to. True. He's very busy. Prolific. What about... I just feel like there's 
there's so many good ones, and I kind of just want to <laughs> bring them up. And then you guys say if you like them, but I don't like that. <laughs> Do you feel like part of the reason that rom-coms aren't better respected is that they're seen as a thing for women? Uh, I th- I think it was sort of the... What were those, those like, romantic novel books Harlequin. that were... Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's just when something gets so watered down... Mm. Like, there's so many coming out that you you just sort of lose the res- you know the respect for them mm-hmm. i don't I don't think that it's inherently about women because I think the same thing happened with comics. I think there's lots of mm-hmm. examples where like things just got absolutely the market's flooded, there's so Saturated, many versions yeah. Of, yeah, and then you know every man and their dog's like, "We got Meg Ryan and something, it's a rom com, you know, score a a hit song we can put to it, and then we'll call it a day mm-hmm. And You've Got Mail, um, there's some very good songs, just saying. (laughs) They often have good soundtracks. Um, Yeah, I don't know if they are inherently... They are definitely. Like in uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, they go to, as one of her things, she's like, drags him to a chick Mm -hmm. flick night. But and the like, there's a joke where there's a huge man behind them who's trying to watch the movies, and that's like kind of the punchline. Because it's like, right. why I feel like, would he? I feel like there was a long, a long period, and it's not entirely gone, where that is like a punchline mm-hmm. about a man who loves. Okay, even okay. This is a this is a digression, but it's relevant. Um, those that stupid thing that Cineplex has with those popcorn kernels, the sentient popcorn. Oh kernels, yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies. Oh my god, those are terrifying. I know. They're, first of all, they need to retire that. Premise. I like I like the kernel kernel joke. Yeah, but the kernel kernel. There's <laughs> that a is joke a more tired thing than where they're little red. They're like picking what movie out. to go to, mm-hmm. and they're it's, like, he's like, let's go see a romance. Yeah. And they're like, remember what happened last time? And it's him crying at a romantic movie. Big buttery tears. Yeah. Big, and it's really gross. <laughs> it's but the whole thing is like, oh, he's a man who has feelings. How dare he? And so there's, I just, I worry that there's a little bit of that. And that's part of the reason that maybe there's an aversion to make a movie that's going to be pigeonholed that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably why they don't market things like, like they like, would market train wreck as yeah. like a gross out comedy. Exactly. <laughs> and when there's actually like some very sweet parts. Yeah. I, like, and I would say that's a very romantic movie mm-hmm. in lots of ways. I was not a huge fan. Best uh, part is when Bill Hader plays basketball. That's yeah. it. That's that's all I took away from it. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like that speaks to our point a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's a there's hope. I feel like there there is hope There's for the a new future. Hope. Something like The Big Sick, which I watched this week, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know how I hadn't seen. Like it just was on my list, on my list, and oh, I loved it so much. It's super good. I don't know how rom commy it is though. Mm, I it's, think it's a rom com, but it's a, it's about him and the parents. It's about that relationship, which yeah. you know is a love relationship, but I don't know that it's a romantic one. Well, yeah, I think that's part of it, and like partly why I like it so much is mm-hmm. that. It's a it's a dissection it's of that a little bit, mm, yeah. well, and, it, and it addresses some of those like deeper issues of a relationship, which are more interesting. Yeah, as I agree. you know, because there's not a million movies made about exactly. Not that it's bad to make a movie about love, but no, I don't think it is either. And like, I'm very excited for us to like. I think there is a big push for more diverse filmmakers and for films to be produced by more diverse filmmakers. And I think one of the things we could see is a new iteration of the rom-com that is still like frothy and fun and light but also fixes some of the problems 
Mm-hmm. That's my thesis for the episode. We have about five minutes left, so let's do a quick round of what we love to call "What You Watching." Huge news, everybody! I finished Shot Caller. I, I'm so I finished happy. it. I made it through the whole thing. What's Shot Caller. <laughs> I talked about the first half on the last episode. Uh, uh, Jamie Lannister in prison. Uh, was I right about his name? Well, Nikolai Walder. Yeah, that, what you, that's his real name, yeah. Yeah. But I call him Jamie Lannister yeah, for nice. easy. Anyway, um, he <laughs> makes... wants to say Nicolaj. <laughs> he do. makes some very stupid decisions in the movie. Oh. Still a good movie. Um, I learned some things. I had to Google some stuff. Check it out. I would I would say check yeah. it out. Yeah. The, the Is it shock? Shot collar. Oh, shot collar. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like the collar of shots? Yes, which is a, a, a position in a gang. Oh. Yes. It's, uh, it goes some places, you guys. <laughs> John and I are very up on okay. gang, gang lingo. Yeah, okay. Uh, the other movie that I watched with uh, wife of the show, Ellen McGuee, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. What did you oh, think? Oh, I liked that. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Oh, totally. The book is also very good. But uh, I really hate the book a lot. You read it? Yeah. I had to. <laughs> Just, I, I could have inferred like, that from you saying you hated it. Interesting. What did you hate about it? The book? Yeah. The relentlessly slow pace. Okay, well, that's because it's... The subject matter. <laughs> and the Listen, way in which we'll it have a, written. We are going to have a Jane Austen episode, even oh if neither of you show up for it. Did you not me. like the... Um, Pride and Prejudice or Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I th- the movie was better than I thought. It can maximum score five out of ten for in my mind because of its original. I'm gonna subject say. Matter. I'm just but gonna, the book was. I. I'm just gonna say what I'm. What I'm guessing is that what Jeremy didn't like about Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was Pride and Prejudice. Uh, no, I actually thought a lot of the things they did were really clever. Actually, I, mm-hmm. I a lot of the sort of ways they moved yeah. it around. The whole world that they built for the f- the movie was great. I mm-hmm. was like, "Whoa, this is exactly as it should be." Yeah. Um, whoever played uh, Mr. Darcy is the worst actor of all time. Oh, Truly. No, you're not. Wrong. It, it was. Oh my god. But uh, you know, all the 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 daughters were like really good at fighting and mm-hmm. stuff, which uh, was kind of ridiculous, like in slow motion in those costumes I loved with it. what they did. But yeah, no, I was I was not expecting it. Sean, what you watching? Okay, so this weekend I went to uh, Ready Player One, oh. directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, it is about a bunch of people that live in like a District Nine like area where there's a bunch of stacked <laughs> trailers on top of each other. That was a that was a mocking Okay, <laughs> um, and everyone hates their life, and so then they all plug into this VR uh, called the Oasis. Um, and everyone is competing to uh, for the ownership of the Oasis because there's Steve Jobs, like, man, dies and leaves an Easter egg where if they find it, then they get control of the Oasis. So this, like, breakfast club gang of people are competing to, like, find the egg while there's also a competing corporation that are also trying to find the egg. Um, the It stars sort of like a... I don't know his name. He was like the poor man's Andy Samberg. He looks a lot like him. <laughs> and um, I haven't read the source material, but I've heard that the source material is very good. The book. I read the book. But the movie sucked and I yeah. did not enjoy it. Wasn't it, it just kind of one long ad? That's what I heard. A long ad. Mm. That it was just like a, every, cr- like they just tried to pack in as many crossovers or whatever. Well, so yeah. It's about references. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, in, the, in the book, it is also a bit overwhelming. There's yeah. a lot. I have not seen the movie. It was it like, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph, so but like with 80s stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, the the people that I know that have read it said that it was that like it was much. They just used different challenges, and it was all com- basically different. Mm. So anyway, you can go see it, but that's alluding I'll just to read our, it. <laughs> that's alluding to our book versus movie show, mm-hmm. which is Bruin. Mm. I will tell you what I'm watching next week because we're pretty much out of time. Mm. So, so that's okay. I was excited to hear what you guys were watching, mm. and I didn't have that much to say. Um, <laughs> we would like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for the unknowing use of our theme song, Manituna. Uh, many thanks to my beautiful and amazing co-hosts, uh, all the fav- fabulous folks here at CJTR, and you wonderful folks for listening. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can find us on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. See you at the movies. Bye.